0: The Broncos end the season with a bang 31-28 victory over the L.A. Chargers. Hello, and thank you for joining us here on Broncos Post Game Live. Alongside Nick Ferguson and Todd Davis, I am Phil Milani. Guys, it uh, feels good to end the season with a win, huh? Absolutely. I think, you know, gaining any momentum going into next year is always
1: great. Ending with a win and a 31-point win, the highest point season all year. I think it was great to see a lot of big plays. Jerry Judy came alive. The running game certainly came alive. So it's definitely going out on a high note.
2: Well, i tell you what, I wish that we could play the Chargers every single week. And I know coming in, everyone's wondering, was this team going to, you know, not play their starters? But this is an opportunity for the Broncos to showcase themselves moving into 2023. And yes, that's right. You just defeated the Chargers, who are playoff bound, and they played their starters. So tomorrow morning, I don't want to hear anyone saying, hey, listen, the Broncos beat up on a team full of backups, because that's not true.
0: No, I mean Justin Herbert played well well into this one Uh, a lot of starters on the defensive side of the ball This was the Chargers team and hey the Broncos. They had struggled so much against the division They were facing the possibility of a winless slate in the division for the first time uh, Since the strike season, I mean, but then they were able to get this win today I mean is it true that just some momentum into the offseason is gonna pay dividends for this team?
1: I think so. I know this team has struggled all year Um, But I feel like this game, especially against a division opponent, uh, every single game in the division, especially FC West, they're going to be tough. There's going to be no easy win no matter what your record is. So, being able to end the season on a high note, I think you were able to point out a lot of key players that are going to help this team come next year. I think you find out, once again, that Jerry Judah is your number one wide receiver. Um, You find out that Latavius Murray may need to stay on the team. Um, Even though uh, Javante is coming back, I think he'd be a a great addition. Uh, Chase Edmonds looks great. I feel like his speed is starting to come along. I know he was injured, but there's a lot of key positions that you start to uh, start to see, you know, really show their hand and show that they're going to be important coming into next year.
2: The biggest thing is that even though this was the last game of the season, these guys didn't quit. I mean, everyone was wondering what was going to happen. Jerry Rosberg takes over. This team is down in the dumpsters. The last game of the season, this is going to roll over for the Chargers, but they continue to fight. And the crazy thing is that we saw a lot of young players get a lot of opportunity. Freddie Swain, who came to the team late in the season, spent some time with Russell in Seattle, guess what? He had a really explosive play. I think it was about 54, or 52 yards, went out with the injury. But that tells you that this team still has some fight and they still has some talent on this roster.
0: Yeah, 52-yard play there for Swain uh, in the fourth quarter. Jerry Rosberg said all week long, I just want these guys to be able to celebrate, have a happy locker room there, leave the stadium without getting the raspberry from the (laughs) the fan base. And uh, this team certainly uh, came through for Rosberg today and for the fan base and for each other. Uh, Let's check out the highlights here uh, as this one played out in Empower Field at Mile High. Nice moment before the game honoring DeMar Hamlin, Russell Wilson, Derwin, James uh, they both wear the number three out there they embrace and that was a nice moment uh, before things got underway It was a slow start for the Broncos but uh, guess what who cares when you can make plays like this right before a halftime rolling to his left 57 yards to Jerry Judy Jerry Judy finished the season with a career high in receiving yards finished today with 154 What a throw there. On the very next play, hey, Eric Tomlinson, he's supposed to be a blocking tight end, but he's emerging into a receiving tight end here. His second touchdown of the season. We're tied 17-17, going to the locker room. Broncos up four in the fourth, and on third and 10 here, this is the play that uh, Nick was talking about, deep to Freddie Swain, 52 yards, uh, he kind of landed a little bit funny there, they had to leave the game, but two plays later, hey Cortland Sutton, welcome to the party, his second touchdown of the season, wide open in the back of the end zone, and the Broncos go on to win this one, 31-28, to they finish the season, 5-12, and the avoid. The franchise's first 13-game losing season. And, uh, yeah, 31-28, the final there. Uh, a couple of turnovers by both teams, but uh, this game uh, was explosive. It's the first time the Broncos have scored in the 30 all season long. Guys, let's talk about Russell Wilson a little bit here. He looked like his old self today and certainly put on his uh, talents on display for whoever the new head coach is going to be.
1: Yeah, those were definitely some great highlights and what I love most about him is if you watch them, and every single throw Russ is out of the pocket and um, we've been begging for him to get out the pocket the whole season. This year they were able to utilize it. He had three passes over 50 yards today. Really able to throw the ball downfield and that's something we expected to see all year with uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. You expected them to take more big shots. They came to play today and I love what I saw when he was outside of the pocket.
2: Well, remind me, I thought the word was that Russ was washed, right? Oh, he needed to be fixed, right? That that was the <laughs> question for Russ. But yeah, he went out and he played lights out. And for me, like Todd said, being able to get outside the pocket was so important. And whomever the next head coach is, we don't know. The organization will go through their preliminary process. But Russ is showing that particular person, I have not lost my talent. If you can bring in protection, add some more weapons, and get me outside the pocket, I could be explosive for you as a quarterback.
0: You think it's just that simple? Hey, get him out of the pocket because why haven't they been doing this all season long, huh? I don't know. It
1: feels <laughs> like it's just that simple. I mean, he's not the tallest guy in the room, so outside the pocket, there's not much um, he has to see over. He's able to use his legs because, like we said, he's not washed. He yeah. doesn't need to be fixed. He still can run around. Um, I think that's the best play for him. I mean, I'm not up for the head coaching job, but I think I have a good
2: game player <laughs> Wait, are you talking the name in the hat, No, talk? toss
1: me in there. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, but Russell, once again, man, it, it is so important, whomever comes in, here is they bring in a game plan that actually fits him based on what we saw today. We saw Russell at his very best. You go back to the Kansas City game a week ago. What do we see Russell getting outside the pocket throwing explosive plays and fans want to see that like in football explosive plays are like home runs. So you want more home runs. You want more explosive plays. we call Sutton, son Jerry Judy. Hey, get Russ outside the pocket.
0: Yeah, three throws for 50 plus yards. I mean that ch- flips the field. And that uh, makes it easier to find the end zone, and uh, they did that today. Let's go out to Empower Field at Mile High and check in with our A-team. It's Alexis Perry and Eric DeLala.
3: Thanks so much, Phil. Eric, oh, my gosh, the Broncos in the season on a high note with a big win over a divisional rival. What were you hoping to see heading into this game, and did you see it?
4: Yeah, I wanted to see a win, so we got that. That was nice. Um, I wanted to see Russell Wilson continue to operate with his legs a little bit We saw that maybe not as much as we did a week ago But he was able to take deep shots down the field which I thought was so impressive And then this defense continued to play with energy with passion We didn't know what we were gonna see today Alexis was this gonna be Justin Herbert the whole game or was it going to be him for one series? I mean, it turned out he played all of three quarters. Yes. And it wasn't until the Broncos put this out of reach that he exited. So wanted to see the Broncos play hard against a playoff bound opponent. They did that. They did more than that by getting the win.
3: Yeah, we heard the fans here cheering. They're obviously very excited about that. Justin Allen, he was up in the booth for the second time calling plays for this offense. What did you like about his play calling and would it be nice to see that continue?
4: Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what happens in the future. Obviously, the new head coach is going to be determining a lot of that. But I think today, um, a couple things. One on that first drive in particular, you saw them mix up formations, mix up play calls, use a lot of pre-snap motion, try to test the Chargers eyes and it worked out really well but while they did that last week what they didn't have was the deep play to go with it to stretch the defense they found that this week three plays of at least 50 yards Uh, just really impressive and the connection between Russ and Jerry Judy kind of made the whole thing go
3: yeah can you actually expand on that a little bit Jerry Judy just how critical was it for him to end the season with a game like that
4: yeah I mean he almost got to a thousand yards we were pretty Uh, close there Uh, career high in single for a single game in receiving yards he was all over the place obviously had those deep catches Um, you can see the way that he tests defenses and it used to just be hey, you get him in open space, let him right. run after the catch, but tonight we saw him, hey, it's a it's a deep sh- throw over his shoulder. He's able to haul it in, make the play. For him to add that to his repertoire, it's a big deal, and for the Broncos to go into the offseason as that fifth-year option decision approaches, knowing, hey, we might have a real number one guy here, yeah. that is a big deal.
3: Okay, Justin Simmons on the defensive side, wow. obviously two forced fumbles from him, six interceptions on the year. He is a Pro Bowl alternate, but I think it's safe to say that that was one of the bigger snubs this year.
4: Yeah, no no question about it, and we'll see. Hopefully he gets some all pro-recognition coming up here. Uh, Justin has been great in this last few weeks, this stretch here. Um, just always around the ball, always making a play. Um, probably saved this win for the Broncos with that second force fumble there that Kareem Jackson recovered. L- listen, we know what Justin Simmons can do. We know how much it means for to him uh, to have this team wins. Hopefully the uh, team success can follow here moving forward. Yeah,
3: you know, Jerry Rossberg, the interim head coach, he said all week that he just wanted this team to feel a win, head into that parking lot here tonight, celebrating with their families, that they will do here tonight. While the season as a whole was a disappointment, what does this win do for this team heading into the off season?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think Jerry Rossberg's right. Just to have that excitement, have that, that good feeling as you leave the locker room for the final time. This, this team's never gonna be together the same way it is, This same group of people. So to be able to finish on a high note is important. And then to me, Alexis, being able to avoid some of these negative things, you know, being the only team that doesn't have an AFC West win, having the most losses in franchise history. You don't want that to be associated with you from a pride standpoint. The Broncos came out tonight, took care of business. They don't have to worry about that anymore.
3: Well, Eric, thank you so much for doing business down here with me all season long. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you got it.
3: All right, Phil, we'll send it back over to you.
0: Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Great stuff all season long from you two uh, out there on the field. Uh, We're back here in studio. I'm Phil Maloney, alongside Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. Guys, let's talk about Jerry Judy a little bit here. The last couple of weeks, he really came out of his shell and emerged as the number one guy.
1: Yeah, he's looking really good. And the thing I like about these last two weeks is they're using him in a lot of different ways. They keep him in motion, whether it's swing routes, they give him sweeps. Um, They like to use him a lot of different ways. And then when they do line him up, that's when they take their deep shots with him. So they're not just making him one dimensional by running down the field. They're using him in a lot of different ways and he's showing that he can do it all. Um, There's not much that he can't do. I think that he's still unguardable one-on-one and whether he wants to beat you over the top or he's too shifty under underneath for you to guard him. He's a good wide receiver. I'm glad that he's finally getting the recognition that he deserves because for many years he's been good, but he hasn't had the quarterback to throw to him. Now he does. Let's see what happens next year.
2: Jerry Judy has definitely been uh, impressive. So the only thing I can say is that. Hey, have you ever seen these Nikes? I bet you never seen an ill pair like these, and that's Jerry Judy. I mean, just coming out being as fantastic as he could be today, here's a guy that's been ostracized this entire season since he's been a Bronco, and everyone's wondering whether the team is going to pick up that fifth-year option. If you want to answer it, I think he answered all of those questions here today.
0: It seems like he, they really turned a corner a little bit here recently because like, ever since he like, went to social media and defended Russ, it seemed like they developed that bond, that trust with each other. And it, it really seems like something happened just a few weeks ago where he, he was really able to take off. Uh, seems like maybe when Cortland Sutton uh, got hurt and had to leave the lineup, really.
1: Yeah, sometimes you need to know as a player, like, hey, I know everybody's talking about, about you, but I got your back. And I know you got my back and that kind of built that chemistry and that bond that you're talking about. I think that's one of the things that led to their connection kind of flourishing. And also a lot of things have changed within the offense. Um, the new officer coordinator stepping up and calling plays I think has been a big adjustment. I wish he would have stepped in a little bit earlier in the season. Um, I think Jerry Rossberg is coming and do a great job. I don't think he'll be the head coach next year, but I love what he did transitioning the team the last two team, last two games. They have looked like a completely different team. So, a lot has gone into that. But I think that it's it's worked out good for uh, Russ and Jerry Judy.
2: I think it's interesting, Phil, that you bring that up. The fact that Jerry Judy came on the scene once we saw Corlin Sutton have his injury. And sometimes that happened. I mean, before I became a starter, someone went down. I stepped into that role. And then, once again, I didn't relinquish that. And I see that that's happening in that transition with Jerry Judy. He is now the bona fide wide receiver number one. And that's not to say that you push Corlin Sutton to the side. No, I mean, Corlin Sutton scored his first touchdown since week four. But that tells you this still is a talented team. But with the right play calling, getting Russ outside the pocket, getting adequate protection, this can be a high-powered offense, and the weapons are in-house right now.
0: Nick, when that happens, what's the atmosphere like inside that wide receiver room? I mean, when now Judy is clearly the guy, but Corlin was the guy.
2: Well, let's let's keep it 100. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to do this because when that happens. As court for being a guy like Colin Sutton, you're not ready for that transition right away because you go from number one to number two. And the idea is that a starter is not supposed to lose his job. But in this case, it's not about, you know, losing your job. It's the guy who's making the plays. So it's hard to take a back seat to that guy who was sitting behind you now is becoming a guy. But right now, it's about being a collective teammate. I play with two guys, Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey. They didn't care about their stats. It was like, are we winning? And that's where Jerry, Judy, and Colin Sutton have to be right now with the Denver Broncos.
1: And I think it's going to help push Cortland to be greater. I know he's a competitor and I know he wants to be the best. So if, you know, Jerry Judy is really stepping up and showing that he's number one, it's going to push Cortland to show that, okay, I can still, you know, get my catches and make big plays. I just need my targets and I can make things happen. So I think that's at the forefront of his mind is showing that he still uh, can be one alongside Jerry Judy, that he's just as good and can make explosive plays just as much as he can.
0: Yeah, it's not like, just like one guy's playing. I mean, they're both uh, able to, like, get theirs. And uh, let's hear from Jerry Judy after the game. He was chatting with our Cindy Jones on the field.
5: The Broncos get the win here at home for the final game of their season. Big reason for that is this guy right here, wide receiver Jerry Judy. Jerry, first off, what does it mean to finish the season strong here and on a good note?
6: You know, it felt good. You know, it started off, we started off slow kind of, but having this um, win in the last game, man, is big.
5: Well, Jerry, what a game you had. Five catches for 154 yards, a career high for you. I mean, what was working so well for you today?
6: I mean, the coaches have put us in a great
2: position to make plays, you know, and we we executed our assignment for this week, and we did what we had to do.
5: Looking at the offense overall, you guys were rolling 31 points, most in the game this season. What did you like about what you guys were able to do out here tonight?
7: I mean, we were just an explosive offense. We were here for all perimeter,
2: outside, run game, everything. We were just connected.
5: Jerry, you know, final game of the season here. So what's your message to Broncos Country who's out here tonight as you guys head into the offseason?
2: Hey, man, next year gonna be it's going to be a different story, man.
5: Broncos Country, give it up one more time yeah. for Jerry Judy. What?
0: Hey, thank you very much, Cindy. Uh Cool that that interview gets played over the loudspeakers on the Jumbotron there at the stadium. So a uh, pretty cool deal there. Jerry, uh, what was he saying out there? Don. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he put me on the side. <laughs> I was trying to make notes. I was getting yeah, a little lost. Like, what buddy. did he just say? <laughs> One thing he said, though, at the very end was next year is going to be different. I mean, uh, it does seem like. Maybe uh, they're starting to buy into, Hey, we, this is what our potential was all year.
1: Yeah, they're just waiting for the new new staff to be, um, I guess, hired. You know, it's kind of it's, it's weird because you kind of get to clicking the last two weeks and things kind of start rolling in the right direction. Now a whole new staff is a, is going to come in, and yes, you're hoping for the best, but you kind of wonder: Are you going to lose kind of the momentum that we built um, over the last over the? You know the course of the season because it takes time to gel, and they're starting to do so now. So you kind of wonder who's gonna, who should they keep on staff going into next year? That's gonna help the team to continue this momentum they built.
2: Well, this today's game makes things a lot interesting because Jerry Rosberg did a great job getting these teams up for the last two games, and Justin Out. I mean, I mean, we didn't know who was calling the plays at the beginning of the season, and Justin Allen was the perceived OC. But as of late, we've seen this team in two games score 28 points and now 31 points and most points they've scored all season long. So as I guess uh, what they call it, uh, Black Monday rolls around tomorrow, when they start to look at this uh, coaching staff, you have to look at a couple of guys and scratch your head and say, well, you know, should we kick them to the curve or should we retain them? Because there may be something here that may be able to help this team moving forward.
0: Yeah, a, a lot of questions that need to get answered over the last couple of weeks there. Uh, sorry to put you on the spot. I'm just, just <laughs> having some fun. It's the last one. Come on, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Let's talk about this Broncos defense, though, a, a little bit. Uh, Justin Simmons, two forced fumbles. Uh, he had six interceptions this year. Uh, Josie Jewell had a big hit early in this one. I mean, uh, it seemed like the defense was uh, playing well again. Gave up uh, quite a bit of points here, but uh, still played played a solid game.
1: Yeah, I think they played great. I think Igero Evero um, continued to show continues to show that he's a great defensive coordinator. Um, I think he's one of the question marks going into next season. Um, Do they consider him to be the head coach? Um, If not, do they lose him to another head coach position around the league? I think they need to do uh, whatever's in their power to keep him on staff because the defense has really been the best part of this team the entire year. Um, And I think they'll continue to be. I think they have a lot to um, learn from this year and play off of, but they have a lot to look forward to and even get better. Um, So I'm excited for the defense in the next coming years to be great.
2: Well, we have seen this defense play well from the outset. But over the past two weeks, not so much. But today, Justin Simmons, the two forced fumbles, that was desperately needed. And this team excels well on both sides of the ball when they're able to create turnovers. And the one thing that I'm happy about, and I was you know, wondering how this was going to work out coming into this week's game, how were they going to start and stop Austin Eckler? They did a great job of, of keeping Austin Eckler pretty much out of the end zone. So uh, the bulk of uh, the yards for Herbert came to uh, from Keenan Allen. So for me, there's some pros and some cons, but Broncos get the W. The Broncos' defense definitely got some turnovers. The biggest thing I, I think that we definitely need to dive into is the Broncos' sack total. I mean, last week didn't really get a lot of sacks. This week, one sole sack. He came from Baron Brown and he, he was doing his uh, best Von Miller rendition. <laughs> I don't know what dance move that was, Well, hopefully he doesn't get a FedEx in his locker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, that guy is phenomenal. Getting Randy Gregory back next season will make this defense so much better. But this defense as a whole, even though you gave up 28 points, they still held their own.
0: Well, let's hear from uh, Baron Browning here. Uh, Cindy Jones went into the locker room. Found Baron Browning because uh, we were talking about him. Let's uh, hear from him after the game.
5: Thanks so much, Phil. We're here with outside linebacker Baron Browning. Baron, just to start here, you know, how good does it feel just to finish the season off strong with a win?
6: I feel like for us, you know, all year we've been in enough games where we just kind of couldn't find a way to get over the hump. So to finally get that, that win in a close game like this, I feel like it means a lot. And I feel like it's, you know, a good thing to take that momentum to the offseason and keep building on.
5: Yeah, I was standing outside the locker room doors just a couple minutes ago. I heard you guys chanting Jerry. Was that for Jerry Rosberg?
6: Oh, yeah, for, you know, him getting his first win as a head coach and just, you know, you know, him stepping in on a short notice. And, you know, it's kind of hard to buy in the first, you know, in a quick coaching change like that. But he stayed persistent in his message. And I think we all bought into it.
5: Yeah, what do you think's kind of changed, I guess, within the final weeks here? You guys feel a little different out there.
6: I think for us, it's just, you know, you know, the message stayed the same, even the same message Coach Hackett was relaying to us when he was here, just, you know, standing together as a team, and, you know, playing for the man next to you.
5: Well, Barron, I know you got a sack tonight. How did you just feel overall about your game and just the season so far? And I love all your sack dance celebrations.
6: I feel like for me, I, I did a pretty good job in my first year outside. And I feel like just with today's performance, uh, I did a good job ending on a good note and having momentum to carry into the off-season. I learned a lot throughout the season, even games when I didn't get a sack or even a game where I wasn't playing, I still was learning stuff, and I'm just, you know, excited for my journey and my development as outside linebacker.
5: Yeah, Baron. with it being the final game here, I guess, kind of what is the momentum heading into the offseason for you? What's your main focus?
6: You know, just keep perfecting my craft. You know, there's little things I can nitpick out of my game and keep building on, and, you know. That's what I had an offseason for, to go back and watch the tape from this year and just, you know, find things to work on, you know, find things that were my weakness and make them my strengths so that I have no weaknesses.
5: Baron, appreciate your time. Congrats on the win. Thank you. Phil, back to you.
6: Thank you very
0: much, Sydney. Uh, guys, Baron Brown, he didn't want to talk about his dance. He kind of, he dodged that a little bit, huh? He
1: did, that, that I call that the late night special. That's Luther <laughs> Luther Vandross at 12 p.m. That's the, that was that day. <laughs> uh,
0: Barron says he's gonna work on his game a little bit here and there. He's just new to this position. You see some flashes from him though, like this is the first time he's really ever playing at that spot.
1: Yeah, I think he's doing a great job of it too. I think uh, before he got injured, he was really, you know, moving along and progressing well. Um, I think, you know, bouncing back from his injuries is allowing him to, you know, uh, learn a little more. He talked about being on the sidelines. Um, And getting that knowledge, sometimes not even having to be in there and being able to get um, the knowledge just by watching Randy Gregory go or Bradley Chubb. So I think he has a long, uh, successful career ahead of him, Um, and I look to him to be the starter next year and to really take on a you know a leadership role in that locker room.
2: You got to tip your cap to uh, Baron Browning because being able to go from a guy that was utilized in college as an inside linebacker and then now go down on the edge and rush. I mean, not a lot of players have that versatility where they can actually do that, and he's doing it well. And the one thing that he does well, and I, and I like and is kind of not, like like Von Miller. I'm not saying that he is Von Miller, so no one tweet at me. But the <laughs> fact is, though, he can bend the corner. And it's always, you know, when you talk about edge rushes, guys who can do that, once you can get that low waist bend and get around the corner and get around that tackle, and you don't necessarily have to get the sack, but just swat at the ball, that means extra turnovers. And once again, Randy Gregory coming back, that should help. But we saw a little Nick Benito in the game. He didn't get a sack, but uh, he got some of that pressure.
0: Do do you think that Browning did enough this year to make them say, I think we're okay at pass rusher. Gregory's healthy. You got uh, Benito behind him, Jonathan Cooper there. Do you think uh, Browning did enough, though, to be like, okay, we got our starters?
1: I think he did enough. I think he, if you look at the whole entire Caesar as a whole, I think he stepped in and played really well throughout the entire year. I do think they need one more. Um, I think you need someone else to come in, you know, when Bering, uh when Browning and uh, Gregory are on the bench to come in and really add another spark to that rush defense. But I think he did enough to be uh, the premier pass rusher or one of them on this defense.
2: He did enough to solidify his spot as a starting guy. As it pertains to, hey, I did enough, and we don't need any more edge rushers, that's not how this league works. Look at the quarterbacks in this conference as a whole, and look at this division. You have to be able to create pressure, and you have to do it you know, all the time. So you're going to need more than one guy. And, and I'll say this, not to say that the Broncos have to go out and draft someone high. The idea is going out and trying to find a veteran who can come in and kind of teach a lot of these young pass rushers and get them moving ahead. But... Having two or maybe three extra pass rushes, not a bad thing.
0: Five sacks on the season for Baron Browning. Got one today in the win. The Broncos victorious 31-28 over the Chargers. Let's hear from the winning head coach. Jerry Rosberg is at the podium.
8: Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here. It's a beautiful day in Denver, Colorado. I just got done talking to the players and the coaches and the staff in the locker room, and I guess I'll just reiterate what I told them to all you as my opening statement. I'm really happy for them. I was hoping that uh, we could come back to the center of that locker room and share the joy of a meaningful accomplishment. And we did that. We came together and celebrated. and You saw smiles and you saw hugs and you saw an incredible display of unity. And that's why you do this. because uh, It's hard to get. It's Joy is, is, It's hard to get because you have to work through something with one another and figure out how you're going to give to one another and then you get there and it's just a its a whole different thing of being having fun or, or being happy. It was just incredible. I, it's hard to describe the feelings I have for those guys. We gave out game balls to Latavius Murray who had such a fabulous game. We gave a game ball to Jerry Judy who was, you saw an explosive player. We gave a game ball to Justin Outon, and I was remiss by not, uh, I gave a ball to Agero Averroa, too, but I, but I forgot to give it to him, so I'm going to apologize to him on the way out of the locker room. He's getting it tomorrow. And then Bill Kolar, who as you all know, is a legend around these parts. 43 years in the NFL and these days ahead are somewhat uncertain, but uh, Coach Kolar has commanded a great deal of respect around this nation as a great position coach, and he deserved a shout-out for that. That was a lot of fun in a small way, but... Uh, the, the end kind of unraveled on us a little bit. We ran out of players at a specific position, got us in a bad spot, but I thought the incredible fortitude of our team to come together when they had the ball inside our five-yard line and march it down the field in a fashion they did to kill the game is really indicative of a team that's got the guts to win. That's how you play winning football, and I'm so impressed by those guys. So with that, I'll open it up to questions. Coach, uh, your feelings on your first uh, NFL win after uh, all the time you had in, in coaching, and was, were these two weeks uh, all you thought and more? Yeah, it was, it's, it's only my first NFL win in that position, as you know, but it's I felt the same, real frankly. I mean, I've, I've had the same kind of feelings with other wins that I wasn't necessarily in that position. So it's, I think it's football that does that to you. I mean, whatever your role is, you just try to do the best you can and contribute to the team victory. And the fact that I wasn't calling plays on any side of the ball and I was managing the game, I didn't feel like it's, it was any different. I, I felt the same way, just felt great. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a significant thing for us, yeah, for, for our family. It's great. But I, I honestly don't think that it felt any different because I've had a lot of great, joyful moments with my teams before. That was one of them, certainly.
9: Uh, Thank yes, coach. The first one, you've talked about playing football a certain style, playing yes, it the sir. right way. What did you see from the team? What stood out to you about kind of elements that, that looked like a winning <clears throat> football team to you?
8: Well, I, in the last two weeks, I've, I've, I saw it coming, actually, in practice before our first game together at Kansas City. I saw a, a different, I don't know, lack of a better word, flavor. Uh, I saw a little more attention to detail and it wasn't because of me i just think that everybody kind of came to a point where they'd seen enough and this all these bad things happen and they took it upon themselves to change it and i saw in kansas city last weekend i saw us making a concerted effort to play together to play complimentary football it happened all the way through the game and someone due to some unfortunate circumstances we didn't get the reward but i talked all week about these guys about doing the same thing only better and they did. They, they were physical. Our players were. They, they, you could see them rallying behind each other when a good play was made. You could see them defending themselves against the opponent when uh, there was, a, a let's say, a disagreement. And so you could see that they had their hearts with one another. They were aligned properly. And then the style of football we played is the style that I believe is winning football. When you watch that, that's how you play winning football, with the exception of a couple of special team situations that were unfortunate, I guess. But... Um, you run the ball, you, you have explosive plays. We talked about it last week, and you didn't have ex- enough explosive plays. We did that today with the help of Jerry Judy and others. And uh, we, we continue to play great run defense. I mean, I'm so impressed by Israel's defense. I mean, I think it was like 2.9 yards per carry. And they were trying to run the ball, and they couldn't. And that that puts us in such a much better situation. That's winning football. And, and the special team still. I mean, we did we did some things well last week and this week was we kind of ran out of players and put guys in tough spots, but we, we played together. That's
9: what it looks like. So I didn't, I can't remember your second question. Well, you mentioned the game balls that you gave out. A yeah. lot of times coaches get a, a game ball after their first one. Did you, were you? Oh, yeah, out? yeah, I did, but I didn't give it to myself.
8: I, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Penner came over and gave me a game ball and I was, uh, yeah, my family has it. It's a, uh, It'll be a, a serious memento as we go forward, I'm sure. But, yeah, it was great. What did that mean to you? I mean, everything. I mean, I, it's... Coaching is a it's a, it's a a really a noble profession, I think, because you're working with young men and you're trying to guide them. You're working in a game that's difficult to play. It's so competitive and physical. They're so tasking. And you have to go through rough spots to, to, get, to get there. And we did. And so, yeah, it's, there's a lot of... I'm just so grateful. It's, it's, and I've said this many times, but it's really not about me. I was, I was happy to be a part of this group, and I
10: really respect those men in that room. Help me out here. <coughs> yes, sir. With my memory. I, I thought a couple of weeks, weeks ago you mentioned something about a dock. Yeah. Where, where is the dock? It's Are you going a, back to the dock? It's a, it's a rem- and can we get you <coughs> off the dock? Next
8: year? <laughs> it's, it's in a very remote part of the world. Yeah, it's, a, not it's a beautiful us? place. No, I, I, <laughs> after we get to know each other, I may invite you. Right? Okay. I, at this point in time, I'm going to, to keep the invitations to, to a minimum.
10: Can we get you off the dock next year or no?
8: Uh, well, we'll see. You know? okay. Who knows? I'm showing up for work tomorrow, and, and uh, we'll see what happens.
10: Okay. The follow is, um, there's been a lot of talk lately by media people like myself. Is Russell Wilson fixable? Even George Payton got that question a, a couple weeks ago. Um, what did you see from Russell today, and, uh, and does, does he need fixing? Well,
8: that whole narrative, I mean, it, it's, we live in the, the world we live in today. I've, I can make some comments about that, but I think I'll keep them to myself. But I think we all understand that there's, a, there's an overload of uh, opinion out there that's masked. And so when those things start snowballing, then people just pile on. And I think it would be good that everybody be careful not to judge, you know, look about you and we all have our issues. I mean, we do. And so it's this wisdom not to judge others. And I think what you saw out there from Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. That's who he is. He's a Hall of fame, NFL quarterback. Everything has to fit together for the quarterback to play winning football. And I think it's, you saw what it would look like if we got to that point. That's what I feel about Russell Wilson. He deserves to have his teammates stand up for him, and he, he got that. And I think that's a, that's a noble gesture by his teammates. And it was demonstrated out there.
0: That's Broncos interim head coach Jerry Rosberg uh, got a game ball. That's a pretty cool moment. Huh? Uh, that's going to be a special feeling when the the owner comes down and hands you that game ball for your first win.
1: Yeah, because you know if it means anything from anybody, the owner is definitely the person that you want a game ball for. And I think it's amazing to see how this season worked out for him. Um, you know, coming in late to the season, you know coming into a position to help out the team, ended up being the head coach, now getting your first win as a head coach. Um, everything works out in due time, and I think it worked out great for him. And you know, hats off to him for the job that he's done for the Broncos over the last two weeks.
2: It's been an extraordinary uh, two weeks if you are Jerry Rosberg, uh, someone who didn't anticipate even being in this position, and now you're trying to take over a team that's 4-11, uh, and 11, and you expect to kind of find ways to motivate them. And he's done a great job since... Uh, uh, he's held the job down for two weeks. It's interesting because Todd said, hey, look, listen, the owners gave you a game ball, but I'm thinking if you're Jerry Rosberg, you're hoping that they say, hey, here's the game ball and, right? That's what you're asking. <laughs> exactly. So, so that, that's where he is at this particular position. But he's done a great job. But the most important thing that I got from that when he was asked a question about Russell Wilson, and he said that everything has to fit together for a quarterback to have success. And it's so true. I mean, your offensive line has to protect. Your running game has to be on track, too. And the play calling has to be there as well. And, oh, by the way, if you have a very optimistic defense, that helps as well because that creates more possessions for you. So I'm happy for Russell. I'm happy for this ownership. But for me, this is just the beginning of what this team can accomplish.
0: Some people might say, "Hey, uh, Russell Wilson played well in these last couple of weeks. So what? Like the season's over. Who cares?" But I would say right now, you got to be feeling a lot more optimistic heading into the off season that this thing is heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and he. I think this is the most pressure he's felt. Um over the course of the year was really the last three weeks. Um, the most naysayers, the most people telling you that he needs to be fixed and the most people saying that maybe they need to, you know, trade him away early to, you know, try and save capital. Um, he, he did it in a pressure moment. He did it when his back was against the wall. He's continued to show up and show out and show that he's the man um, for the job moving forward. Even though this year didn't work out great, he can turn things around it can be worked out better with a better offensive scheme, a better offensive line, um, like you talked about. I think that, you know, His back was against the wall and he proved himself so you know hats off to him and you know, let's see what he does moving forward
2: Well the biggest thing let's be totally honest about the situation. We were looking for Improvement signs of improvement the Broncos scored 31 points There's no point in the season where they scored 31 points, right? And this coming off the heels when they scored 28 points on the road in Kansas City and oh by the way Let's take a look at the the level of improvement penalties, which was an issue for this Broncos team Three penalties for 36 yards. Look at the hits on the quarterback. So, there was only four hits on the quarterback, two sacks. I'll say that is a definite improvement. I mean, you would not, you know, you want to have no hits at all, no sacks at all. But at this stage of the game, man, I'll take almost anything. So, I'm going to celebrate this victory. If you don't want to. I am. It's Martinelli's on me at my house. Don't come to my house. That's just for me. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, Martinelli's on Nick. Okay, we're counting on it. Uh, Russ did finish the season, sacked 55 times, tied with Justin Fields for the most in the NFL. Uh, If you're, you know, it's been reported that the Broncos are interested in talking with Sean Payton, uh, Jim Harbaugh. If those two guys are sitting at home watching this game on TV, they're probably like, I can work with this.
1: For sure, because before you know these last two games, you're almost wondering, uh, do I want to put myself in that position to kind of rebuild a whole franchise from scratch and really bring somebody from the bottom up? This last two weeks really gives them hope and shows them that it's not all you know they're not all dead. They have a lot of life within them, and I can come in and work with this kind of situation. And those are two proven coaches that definitely have a, a great track record of building programs up. And this is one that's not dead to rights. They've had a little bit of struggles within the year, but they definitely have a lot of life in them. So if I was one of them, I'd be jumping at the opportunity to come in here, turn things around, and make everything better.
2: Now, I know the Broncos don't have a lot of draft picks, but seeing what you saw over the last two weeks, it gives you a little hope that you can come in and there's some pieces, you make a little changes here and there, and then the Broncos could be pushing for a playoff team. Notice I didn't say Super Bowl, it's playoffs first, and then we start that talk, but you have a lot of young guys that continue to fight. And if you, no matter who the person they hire, that's the one thing that you want to look at at the end of the day It's basic building blocks. Having a team that's looking at their situation, they're not playoff bound, but they're still fighting to the last second on the clock. That's something that any coach out there will be willing to work with.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, two guys who couldn't be any more different: Nathaniel Hackett and Jerry Rosberg. I mean, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Now, uh, we're not sure what Jerry Rosberg's future is going to be like. You know, he's been asked a couple times, "Would you want to stick around?" He's been sort of hesitant to say either way anything. Wants to go back to that lake and his coffee and stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, the dock. Uh, the dock. The dock. Uh, but. What about some of the things that he was able to do and, you know, instill some of that discipline, that accountability. You mentioned the penalties there. Those are some of the principles that need to be a part of the team moving forward.
1: Yeah, I know he's maybe not um, considering coming back next year, but I think his hat, his name should be thrown in the hat uh, just because of how fast things turned around. It kind of makes you sit and wonder, well, What was the problems? Was it all Nathaniel Hackett? Was um, you know what were the real issues? Because it seems to change so quickly as soon as Jerry Rosberg took over. You look at the offense and how much they've changed, and how um, even the route concepts and the way that they're using different players, how that changed so much and. Um, like you talked about, Justin Otten was sitting in those meetings rooms the entire season.
2: The entire time. Uh,
1: where where was this offense, or where were the suggestions for this offense um, throughout the entire year? So it makes you really wonder and think about how much has changed and how quickly it's changed.
2: Even if Jerry Rosberg is not considered for the head coach, which that's probably not going to happen, but the idea is that maybe that. Now you decide to keep him on as maybe a consultant as you go through this head coaching search since he's done it for two games and I'm not saying he has you know this worldly experience, but he was able to get this team to a point where we haven't seen all year long. Let him be a part of the process also hire him as a consultant. Whoever you bring in as your special teams coach Jerry Rosberg has did it 40 plus years. So let him be your special teams consultant. However, you, you they work it out upstairs. I believe they still need to have him as part of his organization.
0: Yeah, whatever he was doing the last couple of weeks, the message got across and uh, things seemed to change. Of course, there's a little bit of a boost when you switch coaches and there's a little bit of that period there, but it did feel like things were changing a little bit around here. The guy's certainly playing hard uh, these last couple of weeks here for this Broncos team. Let's go back inside the locker room and hear from starting inside linebacker, Josie Jewell. You know, end it with a win. Um,
11: you know, we played pretty good uh, and a lot of things to build on for next year um, and some great positives that we saw through the year, um, just need to start, fax, uh, start fast next year. When you guys have, I mean, you've rolled through so many different pieces at running back on offense, but also on, on defense, you got guys like Jaquan McMillan and you know, the young defensive lineman and all that out there, how much does sure. is that to see those guys kind of get their chance? Oh, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, he played really good today. Both of them played really good um, and should have had that pick, maybe we need to review that one more time. Um, but it's awesome to see those guys. You know, haven't uh, haven't been playing a bunch. Go out there and then kill it the first time. So, uh, you know, expect big thanks for them next year.
12: Josie, I'm wondering about getting not
11: only the for you guys but
12: for Jerry. I, how have these last two weeks been? And how cool was it to be able to send him out with a win? What kind of difference has he made?
11: Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a good old school coach. Uh, he's been around it long enough, so he knows a lot of ins and outs um, and fun to play for. Um, understands the game. Um, and love the insight that he brings. So it was awesome.
0: What made him
12: fun to play for specific
11: I mean, after you have some good plays, or after you have a good game, you know, he's all about it. Um, but again, he's still correcting you. Uh, you know, the minor things. So you know, still be able to keep us up, but still correct us. Um, and you're not, you know, maybe not throw people under the bus or anything like that. Just keep on people, keep them high um, and positive about you know the future.
12: Did you
11: I beat him. Yeah. You already know the answer to that one. You know when you miss four games, four and a half games, it's kind of hard to come back. So he did a great job this year.
10: So, so you him easily, didn't he,
12: right?
11: We'll see. I don't know. He had a, he had a couple good games in there.
12: What do you think you're going to think about when you remember this season? Five and twelve, but this was a group that loved coming to the stadium, loved coming to work together. How are you going to remember this season? Do you think? Yeah.
11: You know, it's tough. A bunch of tough guys. Uh, guys that didn't give up. Um, and that's what we saw today. So it, you know, that's that's what it means the most. Is you know, maybe it wasn't it wasn't the greatest season, but we finished strong. Um, you know what you got in your rooms. You know how uh, you know how people react to bad things. Um, and you know, just like I said earlier, we need started start it on a better note next year.
0: Where can this defense- you go? Know, they love. So that's one Broncos uh, defensive leader in Josie Joel. Let's go back out to the stadium and hear from another leader in Justin Simmons.
13: Another year without playoffs but did the end of this season feel at all different And maybe it's too early to answer that Than maybe some of the other endings and in other years for you
14: um yeah that's tough I'd actually have to really think about it I think uh I mean it felt great to win right I think ending the season on on a positive was you know a big objective for us but um yeah, I mean it still doesn't take away that the you know the season was tough and it was hard and um, obviously not anything that any of us wanted. You know, players, coaches, fans. Um, I know it was tough, but I'm glad that we won. Glad we ended on a positive, and um, yeah, I know we're heading in the right direction. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and I'm excited to get back to winning. And you know, next year at this point in time, be talking about our uh, you know who we're going to be facing in the first round of the playoffs.
10: Justin, you play with Jerry Judy for a few years now. How have you seen him just kind of go through the ups and downs and come out this last month, you know, be the player that we've seen and kind of take over
12: games?
14: Yeah, uh, man, it was really cool, you know, to kind of see him step into that. Um, You know, I know I talked a lot about it in, uh, you know, like, preseason with, like, OTA's camp and going up against him all the time. Um, You know, Jerry's just showing everyone what we already knew, right? And I think, uh, man, he's a tremendous talent and... I just watch him go out there and and play his you know, play his tail off. Um, you know, for the guys and, you know, this game, you know, win or, or lose has, you know, really no, no bearing on anything. So I think it was really cool to see, you know, a bunch of guys go out there and, and, you know, just give it their all. And obviously you get paid to go out there and go play the game, you know, one last game, but still, um, it was really cool to see. So, you know, Jerry and, and the, the guys on offense, I thought they just did you know a heck of a job and um, you know defensively answered the bell you know a few times when we needed to, but uh, just proud of the guys and and you know Jerry especially in just the way that we uh, you know could just answer adversity.
9: Justin, you talk about hopefully next year getting ready for a playoff game, and obviously these guys didn't have to play their starters today, and they did for for a lot of the game. And you guys, I think you were up 11 when, when Herbert went out. The fact that you were able to do that against their starters, against the team that's going to the playoffs, does that mean something to you guys and show that, hey, with a few tweaks here or there, we can get to that level?
14: Yeah. uh, No, that's that's for sure. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean, um, you know, 10-9 loss at Baltimore. Now, you know, granted, Lamar went out early, but, um, you know, that's a playoff team right there, Um, you know, both games against – Uh, Kansas City down to the wire. Just couldn't find ways to finish those. Um, I I think they're the number one seed. Um, And, uh, you know, obviously played the Chargers earlier on in the year. um, Overtime, you know, and had them had them on the ropes there. And I said the theme for us was just finding, you know, just got to find ways to close out games and um, Yeah, I know things, you know, got a little sloppy today, but you know, ultimately found a way to to close it out, get a win. Um, I know they pulled a few starters there, but uh, you know, for us to go out there and find a way to win, like I said, in the in the season on a positive note, felt like that was important for, you know, not only us, you know, we put so much work into it, but for the fans as well, you know, deserving at least, you know, season wasn't what we all wanted, but ended on a positive for all of us there.
6: Hey Justin, it seems
14: like every year.
0: That's Broncos uh, defensive captain Justin Simmons at the podium there. You talk about a guy like Justin. I mean, he's had six interceptions this season, leads uh, tied for the lead in the NFL, had the two forced fumbles today. The the one thing that Justin's really missing, though, is that team success. Uh, you got a feel for a guy like that who year after year, he's up there talking just like he was there. where It feels like we're close.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you really don't get as much... Uh, credit or recognition without the, in the within the league unless your team is succeeding. So I know that he's uh, missing that key factor, like you said. Um, and he, he tied for the lead uh, lead league in interceptions this year, but he also missed five games. Um, I think he's a phenomenal player. You know, maybe the best safely safety in the league. Um If he's healthy for you know the entirety of the season, who knows where he takes that interception lead to? so hopefully the team has more success because I think as as high as the team can go is as high as, high as Justin can go, so there's no limit um, to how how great he can be so let's let's get the team on board, let's get everybody moving behind him, so uh, Justin can be great, i guess
2: yeah, I guess another disappointing season for you know Justin Simmons and the Denver broncos and you 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 have to feel. For Justin Simmons, a guy that's been playing with the team so long, and he is yet to make it to the postseason. Every year he stands at the podium, asks the same questions, and he answers them the same way. You know, hey, next year is going to be different. And it just seems as though for his career, every single year has been the same. I'm, I'm hoping as my New Year's resolution, and usually I never make New Year's resolutions, let's get Justin Simmons to his first uh, playoff game. Can, can, can we do that? I don't know who I'm speaking to in the camera, but who am, I, who am I speaking to? Can we get that done? Can we get this guy to a playoff game and a playoff victory? Can, can we do that? I saw them asking.
0: Is that your resolution or is that the Broncos?
2: <laughs> well, it's my resolution and Broncos country okay. as well. Can we get to the playoffs? Okay, got yes. you, got
0: you. Justin obviously joined the team right after the Super Bowl victory, and then he's heading into his eighth year. I mean, it's hard to believe. Eighth year, it's going to be his fifth head coach. Hard to have sustained success when you're changing at the head coaching spot that much.
1: Huh? Yeah, there's so much movement, so many, so many things going on. I know Justin is going through some struggles, not making the playoffs. I think I got tricked my first two years. First year, we go to the playoffs. Second year, we win the Super Bowl. Too much success. So, I'm like, oh, every two oh, years? if I play ten year. years? Year. That's five Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I got tricked very quickly. <laughs> and I was on the, you know, no playoff bus with Justin for a lot of years. Um, but, you know, I think things are things are going to change for him. He'll finally get to the playoffs and finally, you know, have some success and some sustainability at head coach. Because, you know, if there's too much change and too many things moving and me, people moving in and out of the locker room, and in the, in the upper management, in the office, you never get that sustainability. You never get that success. So that's where they are right now.
2: Well, chemistry is a, a huge part of, of this game. And you want to make sure that there is some cohesiveness in the locker room, especially when the front office staff. Because if there's cohesion between the guy, the GM, you know, bringing players there and the management, it's going to trickle down into the locker room. So that's all important. So hopefully, whomever's the next head coach, we're not turning this thing over the next two years. We're looking at a five-, six-year plan.
0: Uh, how about at defensive coordinator, uh, Gerald Evero? He's going to interview for this uh, uh, head coaching spot. If he's not able to get that, bring, keeping him as a defensive coordinator makes a lot of sense, right, Todd? I mean, you touched on it a little bit earlier. But it seems like the, the guys, it fits this this unit.
1: That's a must. I feel like, you know, no matter – in some capacity, he needs to be on this staff. I think he's done a great job with this defense. I think they've been pretty solid the last few years, this unit, but um, nothing similar to what they were, um, you know, the entirety of this season. Uh, one of the best defenses in the league. So, I think he needs to stay on staff in some way, whether it's head coach or whether it's defensive coordinator. You need to keep each of on ever on your staff.
2: Yeah, you have to because we want familiarity. And, and it helps. I mean, you talk to the guys in the locker room. There's been so much uh, carryover. You know, maybe from the scheme itself, but you know, bringing individual guys, different people in, it just it just kind of disrupts the chemistry. And you need chemistry not just on the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball as well. So hopefully, the Broncos will keep him around, Coach Everett, as a defensive coordinator. Because I can tell you this, man. I mean, a lot of guys love Coach Hackett, but those guys on defense, man, they love coach Everrow because when you hear them talk about him, they love the system, the way that he puts them in position to make plays. You may bring a different guy in there who may come with a different scheme and it may not set up Alex Singleton or Josie Jew to be effective and that could hurt the defense in the long run. And,
1: and, and to that point, I think that a lot of guys know that uh, your second year in a system is usually your best year. The first year, you're kind of figuring it out. The second year is when guys really know their job. They have an understanding and they really play well. The third year is when guys kind of, the other opposing offenses kind of figure you yeah, out. Now you got to start, you know, reworking and changing things around. But I think the second year will look even better than this year with the guys understanding their job, understanding how they work in his defense. So I think it would be really, really um, key for them to keep him around.
0: That's, I mean, saying the second year is a sweet spot, but this year, a lot of guys have career years. I mean, Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, Pat Sertan uh, is heading to the Pro Bowl. Justin Simmons is having a career year. I mean, it seems like he really got the most out of these guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is what you have to do when you are a defensive coordinator. Because even though you don't have the role as head coach, you're acting like you're the head coach in that room with those guys. Because it's always great when things go well. Everyone's high-fiving. But when things go bad, like we saw on Christmas against the Rams, how do you get those guys back on track? And Coach Everett was able to do that and get those guys to go out there and perform. And knowing as though you don't have Randy Gregory, who you thought was going to be a book in. You know, to Baron Browning, that guy's not in. And Then Nick Benito, how can you get those guys played? No DJ Jones, no Draymond Jones, and you still have to go out there and try to win games? I think definitely that uh, Coach Everett should be brought back as the Broncos' defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, Uh, well, the new head coach will uh, obviously uh, assemble his staff and we'll see how things shake out. Uh, Another guy whose future, a little bit up in the air, running back Latavius Murray uh, a little bit earlier. He was at the podium. A moment on that, but uh, guys, Latavius Murray uh, here uh, came in when Javante Williams goes down and he's able to, uh, you know, have uh, a little resurgence to his career uh, as in year 10.
1: He looks good. I think they like to label you a a dying dog when you're over 30 years old, but (laughs)
0: at the running back position. Yeah, Yeah. especially (laughs) at the running back
1: position, but he came out and showed that, you know, 30 years is. 30 is the new 20. I mean, he looks good. I think he should be a part of the tandem. I um, have Chase Edmonds come in on third down next year. I think that would be a great uh, running back room. So, hopefully, to keep him around for another year next year.
2: Well, the whole idea is I know he's been in the league 10 years and he's pushing 30. Usually by 27, they want to put us out to pasture. But Latavius Murray is continuing to show that you can't look at every guy and judge them the same. That because he's a bigger body back, I know he doesn't have that uh, explosive speed to run away from guys on a second level, but he's got sure hands. There's a lot of power there. He showed his versatility, and you can use him down the stretch. So I'm hoping, Todd, they do decide to bring him back.
0: And and he's that veteran presence uh, there in that running back room. 15 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown today. And uh, now we have uh, Latavius Murray ready for you.
7: One in. Um... Yeah, we we, we never uh, we never talked about that going into it, so um, we were prepared for their starters to play, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, mindset was to go in there and get a win.
14: Latavius, you mentioned you want to go in and get a win. How nice is it with the struggles and and not being where y'all want to be to close out this year strong, and
13: then for you personally at this point in your career, yeah. uh, to you know, start the year on the practice squad and have such a strong final yeah. game.
7: Yeah, it feels good to win. Always feels good to win. That's 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 why we do it. That's why we uh, practice during the week. That's you know that's that's what we're here for. And so uh, definitely felt good to finish it off the right way. Um, you know, I think for all of us, um, you know, look, this team won't be the same. But um, finishing off on a positive note is is is, uh, is always what you want.
10: I'm a, I'm a follow up a little bit on that question. What what has this opportunity meant for you? And we've asked you before. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you you feel like you have a lot of football left in you, I would guess. Yeah,
7: yeah, I do. Uh, The the opportunity has been everything. Like, uh, you know, again, I can't, you know, I can't put it into words. It was a lot of uh, a lot of doubt, you know, a lot of uh, you know uncertainty. Just, I just, you know, was um, hoping that uh, you know I would get an opportunity. I knew that. You know, if it's in, an injury or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, I may get an opportunity. I just didn't know when and, and where that was going to be. And so, uh, um, you know, for me to start this year on practice squad, I just think, uh, I guess for anybody, you know, just, uh, you know, just you know, believe in yourself and um, don't be discouraged, you know, and uh, and I think what's meant to be will be.
12: Did
7: you have any doubt? Oh, 100%. Um At the end of last year, uh, uh, you know, I finished off with with Baltimore and I thought, you know, there was a possibility that I would, you know, be back there. And then, uh, you know, the the, the off season starts and free agency opens up and, you know, guys are getting signed, Um, you know, no call. And then, you know, training camp is beginning and, you know, you're hoping for an opportunity there. And again, no call. So, uh, so yeah, there was doubt. you know, but just, just grateful for, uh, you know, the opportunity and, and, you know, glad I stayed patient, glad I, you know, stayed in shape and uh, was ready for the opportunity.
12: Latavius, Latavius, you've talked about this finishing this season stronger as you did, obviously, uh, as you went. That's hard to do as a tailback after 30, and hard to do as an offensive player. After the age of thirty, what Russ has talked about changing kind of how he approaches the off season. What advice would you give him as far as the longevity side of things? As old, you're both getting hit. Mm-hmm. You know, you're both playing different positions, but you've shown that you can thrive at yeah. a certain age.
7: Yeah. Um, advice I can give. I mean, uh, like I said, for, for me, I know, um, you know, I've kind of just paid attention to my body, made sure you know I'm, underwe- I'm aware of uh, you know how I'm feeling. And so, you know, again, I think in the off season, uh, you know, work right. You, you can't, you can't, you can't go around it. You can't get around it. You got to put the work in in the off season. And then, uh, you know, taking care of your body still in the off season when you're doing all that training, you know, making sure you're smart about that. Um, and then during the season, uh, same thing. Paying attention to your body, uh, you know, during the week, practice, work, uh, weight room, work, um, you know, and just, and just, you know. Keep stacking those days. So you know, that's all I can say. That's, that's what I try to do. And uh, you know, again, just just grateful. You know, to to be able to play still um, at this age. Um, you know, I feel good. And so, um, you know, when I when I, when I uh, when I feel good like this, and uh, I think I still got some more left. So uh, very grateful. thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you.
0: And that's uh, Broncos running back Latavius Murray. We're back here in studio as the uh, Broncos uh, beat the LA Chargers 31 to 28 today. Uh, guys, Latavius said that he took care of his body. He stayed in shape, uh, hoping to get a phone call, hoping to just be ready to go. What's that like for a player when they're right toward the end of their career, not sure what what their future looks like?
1: That's tough because as a player, you feel like you can st- you feel like you can still play. Um, you feel like you've done enough in your career to still be getting calls, and when those calls don't come. You know, you have two options. You can either start preparing for your life after football, continue to work hard to see if you get another call. He stuck with it. I chose a different route. I started, you know, focusing on my life after football. So when those calls came in, I did. I was like, man, I don't want to hear it. I've already started focusing on what my life would be like, you know, when football ends. But I'm glad that he stayed in shape and everything worked out for him. Um, so, you know, hats off to him for keeping it going and staying strong.
0: You were just waiting for that phone call from us. Exactly, <laughs> man. That's what you were waiting exactly. for. Exactly. So the part game you I knew you this was now, my
1: fit. Yeah?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's a huge uncertainty associated with it. You've been doing something for an extended period of time and then all of a sudden now it's cut short and you're told, okay, well, you're not good enough or you're being told by your age that you can no longer play this game even though you still have somewhat of a young mentality and you still have the body to go out there. But it's important what Latavius Murray said about making sure that he stayed prepared because it's one thing not to get get a phone call, but once you get a call and you're not ready, that's it. It's over for you. Yeah,
0: that, that's got to be hard. I mean, especially as a competitor, you, you know, you're used to doing this every year. And uh, to, to be told that uh, it must be uh, tough to uh, move on and uh, get uh, go on to something else. So Todd, we're happy that you're here, though. Thank
1: you, man. I'm yeah, glad right. to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the Broncos uh, beat the Chargers 31-28, to a victorious locker room and also a victorious podium. Let's go back out to Empower Field at Mile High one last time and hear from the quarterback. It's
13: Russell Wilson. How you guys doing?
8: Russ, uh, I think the prevailing thought is these last two games look like the uh, Russell Wilson of past years. Would you agree that you felt comfortable here these last two games? And was it just a matter of you just
12: needed time with new environment, new teammates, new coaches?
13: Yeah, I think that we, um, you know, what was great is just for guys to keep fighting, you know, and, uh, I think in the midst of everything that's gone on this year we were able to keep fighting together and when you have your teammates fighting fighting for you everybody's fighting for each other you know battling to the last play of every game um it's worth fighting for you know and so i think also too um what was really great is i think over the past several weeks we started creating identity over the past several weeks you know i even go back to the first Chief, chiefs game when we were kind of behind really started catching fire. And I think that was really good for us. We had one game in, in, in there that wasn't our best, but I think from there we, we stayed together. I mean, we stayed connected. I mean, we, we, stayed, we stayed connected and, and believing in one another and guys were just making plays. I thought Jerry Judy was special um, this game and also all year um, to see Cortland Sutton get in the end zone, um, to see uh, Latavius, you know, I mean, just how special he was since he's coming on our football team um, and, and just how physical and, and dominant he was, he was. Chase Edmonds getting the football. Um, it's just, um, you know, I think the line did a tremendous job battling over the past two weeks in particular, especially against a very good front of the Chiefs last week, a very good front this, this week. Um, and I thought those guys gave us a chance, and we kept having fun. We kept battling. Um, we have a great defense like that. Um, you know, those guys making plays all year. It's unfortunate that we weren't able to catch that identity early on. Um, but I felt like that we really did a good job. I think Coach Kubiak and I think Coach Justin Alton did a really good job of bringing us all together. There's some amazing guys on that staff. Coach Grassi, guy who puts all this time in. Um, coach Z, um, coaching those receivers every day, daily. Um, the guys behind the scenes, Mateo and and um, you know uh, Chung, Chung, you know all those guys. I mean, just everybody, just um, um, the tight ends, coaches, the running back coach. I mean, just everybody's put so much into it. Um, and it's unfortunate that obviously we're not uh, continuing on after tonight. Um, but I really believe that season 12 uh, for me and um, next season, year two here, and uh, begins tomorrow morning um, at 530 in the morning. You know, And that's what we're going to do. And so I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about just uh, these guys. I'm excited about the guys that weren't on the field tonight, the guys that were on the field tonight that were battling with us all year round, even though they were injured guys like uh, Javonte Williams guys like Tim Patrick. What a great leader guys like, you know, Draymond Jones um, You know DJ Jones so, so many great players on that sideline that we know when we get that nucleus back out there what, How special can we be guys like Bulls a dominant left tackle, you know, he was one of the reasons, you know, that uh, you know, Once I got here, I was just super excited to play here just because of him and uh, guys like Reisner who fought You know all year with injuries and there's a lot of great men on this team high character guys and uh, most people, I think that um, when adversity hits, they run from it and they and they get scared of it and they um, shy away from the work of it all. And when adversity hits, they, um, they don't want to confront it. And these guys in this locker room have been really special. Uh, they've confronted it. all. We've all confronted it together. We've all battled together. We've all kept fighting together. Um, and that's what Bron- Broncos country deserves. You know, is is us laying it on the line every play, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the season looks like. Our highest moments and our lowest moments, and uh, and uh, I'm ex- I'm excited. Just it was fun to win. You know I love winning. There's nothing I love more than winning, and uh, and we're gonna do a lot more winning. Uh, you know coming up here in the near future. But just uh, it takes a lot of determination, a lot of dedication, a lot of clarity, and a lot of work ethic, and um, I'm excited about where we're headed.
11: There's several hours between now and 5:30 tomorrow. But yep. when you talk about the off season, what what does that look like for you? I mean you've talked about sort of evaluating. How you do things and all of that, like I'm sure you've, you've thought about it. So, sort of, can you lay out for us any changes or, or what you think your off season looks like to make year 12 a good one?
13: Yeah, I think that um, you know this will be coming up on year 12, and I believe in consistency. You know, that consistency in your habits and work ethic, and and um, what you what you what you do. You know, I every day every day's thought out, planned out, and every day you know diligence of that. I um, think every year you always evolve and you always try to learn th- from things. Um, and this season has been a um, really humbling year. It's been a challenging year, um, but it's been a year of tremendous joy. It's been a year of tremendous joy because of the guys I've gotten to play with and um, you know, and just the work ethic they've put in, the early mornings in San Diego when those guys came out and just put all that work in, all the hard work, um, to the early mornings in the, in the shed and the walkthroughs and just us players running walkthroughs to, um, to, the, to, the, to the DB dinner we had the other night. That was fun, to laughing about uh, basketball and who the greatest players are, to uh, just the joy of practice every day. And um, this game, as we know, it doesn't last forever, you know, and um, as we saw, you know, with, with DeMar the other night, you know, it, it, can, it can be gone just like that. And so to be able to find that passion, that joy every day, uh, in the off season during the regular season and playoffs um all that matters and uh so what i'm excited about is just um being able to spend time with those guys getting continuing to work on what we've worked on and what where we've where we've gone especially over the past several weeks um i know guys will have their downtime and especially come up over the next couple of weeks or whatever and traveling and moving and all that stuff going back home whatever it may be but um we'll get back right back to it you know and um I'm excited to work again with those guys, just because I know there's so much growth, there's so much potential. I think about the young guys. I think about the guys like Brandon Johnson. I know he had a tough day tonight, but he's he's made some great plays for us. Guys like Virgil, guys like Dolchich. I mean, how great are these guys? young young players? that are going to be really up and coming and, and, and magnificent for us. So um, we have a great football team. Uh, we didn't show it this year. There's been a lot of challenges. There's a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of Tough times. Um, there's been a lot of changes. Um, but I know that uh, ownership and George will do a tremendous job of, of making sure that we put the best football team out on that field uh, next year. And uh, and also, um, you know, obviously with the new head coach situation, I know that um, they'll, they'll find a great head coach. Russell, you, you've talked about that belief that things are going to get
9: better, that you're going to move forward here. You've talked about all the guys you're getting back, but I guess for, for you personally, what do you expect of yourself next season?
13: Well, the same thing I always expecting us to win. You know, I think every, every year you, you uh, dress up the cleats and tie them up to, um, to be your best, and this year was not that. Um, but I know how much hard work I'm going to put into it, and we're going to all put in together. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to overcoming. I'm looking forward to obstacles. Uh, I'm looking forward to the adversity that we had and learning from it all and knowing where we're going. Like I said, the, the chemistry that we were able to develop, uh, me and Jerry and Cortland and Dolchich and different guys, young guys, um, it's gonna it's gonna pay off. And um, everything doesn't always happen overnight. You know, I, I, I know that. Um, but I know winning takes a lot of, a lot of effort. I know what it looks like too. Um, and, and I know that we're going we're gonna to make sure that we do everything we can to bring that back to, to Broncos country here. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure that uh, we get back on a hot winning streak and win some championships here. And that's what I came here for, is to uh, be a part of that and for us to all do it together. And uh, we're going to make sure that happens.
12: Russ, you're right, uh, just when you go about your self-evaluation, can you just discuss how, do you look at your footwork? Do you look at cut-ups of your decision making? How do you go about that process?
13: Yeah, every every year, you know you you, you dive into um, you dive into the details. You know, you watch the games again. You, you study, you know, what went right, uh, what could have gone better, um, you know, and then and then what do you want to keep keep working on? You know, every year. And know uh, I'll do a deep, you know, film study into all that. You know, and you know, examine every little detail. I think the biggest thing is, is though, is um, You know, understanding that uh, throughout all the all the successes and all the tough times too, um, you got to trust yourself. You know, you got to understand that you know your process is 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 your process, and also understanding that um, there's always growth in every little thing. And I'm gonna challenge me. Nobody wants to be great, great great other than me. And I, every day I wake up, that's all I think about. And uh, this season hasn't been that. Uh, It's been challenging, but I think in every in every uh, every high moment. You know, you understand that there may be some lows along the way. And I said this to you guys before, but when you wanna climb a mountain, you gotta be willing to fall some. And you gotta be able to keep climbing. And um, I think that's what this football team's willing to do. That's what I'm willing to do and we're gonna keep climbing.
10: I guess I'm following that. Um, I admit at times this year, I watched you play and I said, okay, where's the nine time pro bowler? And people like myself have asked, is Russell Wilson fixable? Do you need fixing, or do you look at it a different way?
13: I've asked my own, my, myself that same question. Where, where is he at, you know? Yes. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it's been a journey. It's a lot of new, a lot of change, a lot of obstacles, everything else. You know, you're trying to find that magic, you know, uh, within every game, every play, every moment. Sometimes it, you've got to keep searching for it and keep working at it and keep building it and understanding that, um, that everything works together, you know, and... Um, I know that um, I feel like I felt short uh, of my own standards and my own uh, level of expectations. Every, you know, you know what I know how, how to do and how, how I love to do it. And, you know, I just want to recapture that. You, you, I think that when you're going through a tough time, I think anything in life, you know, and when, when you're going through challenging moments and adversity, whether if it's family, relationally, whether if it's career-wise, football-wise, obviously, um, you want to find your magic and you want to recapture that. And I felt like over the past few weeks, you know, like we found that again, you know. And so, uh, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was good. It was fun, you know. And that's, that's what we all want. And I think that um, it's because of those guys. It's because of their work ethic, their diligence, their focus, and a tough time. You know, it's easy to check out um, for a lot of guys and most people. And, they, and we didn't. You know, I think Coach – I didn't get to give enough credit to Coach Rosberg, but I think he did a tremendous job of bringing us together in a tough time. Making sure that um, I think his experience of coaching this game and and um, you know being such a wise uh, soul and guy that's been around, won a championship before, gone to championships before, been at the highest level. Uh, that, there's a feeling, there's a moment, there's a there's an experience there to winning, and the experience of winning a Super Bowl and what that feels like, and. Um, and uh, he's one of the coaches that've done it, and, and you know, and there's only so many people in the world that've have been haven't experienced that. And to be able to take that experience, take that knowledge, to take that uh, wisdom, and to be able to spread it out across our team in a really tough time, um, I thought he did a tremendous job of bringing us together and making sure we understood the identity that we needed to play with. And that was together, that was physical, um, that was uh, that was um, explosive too at the same time, and um, and also have fun while doing it. And uh, he did a tremendous job of that.
12: You've you've reflected on this season eloquently. What can Broncos country expect from you specifically next year?
13: Um, hopefully, a lot of winning. You know, um, you know, getting back to what we what we know how to do. I think that um, what I'm excited about is what I came here to what I came here to do um, is to win championships. This year didn't happen, um, and uh, every year you go into it hoping that's the case. And I've been fortunate to to be at the highest level sometimes, but sometimes you know you go through tough times too. But I know that uh, with the diligence that we're going to put into it together and what well, I'm going to give to this every single day and the ex- excitement of it all um, here and, you know, and the new, new changes and everything else, we're going to continue to grow together. I think that I'm excited about these guys I get to play with and, uh, you know, who, who we have coming back to. You know, that's a big deal. I mean, we've got some superstars, you know, Javante Williams and Tim Patrick and Garrett Bowles that are coming back. You know, here soon, and that's that's a big deal, and we're excited about that, and uh, that's what we're looking forward to. You know, put on a show next year, and hopefully, um, winning some Super Bowls. And, and you, what you got to do is take one day at a time. You know, I've, I've learned that a long time ago. Um, is that you have to take one day at a time, and understand that it's all little these all these little beautiful little pieces along the way. Moments like tonight to be able to celebrate together in the locker room again. Moments like tonight to be down and come back and make explosive play and Jerry to get, hit, hit the deep route. To, uh, Freddie Swain making the great play. All those little moments. All those little obstacles along the way. Um, they build your character. They build who you are. And so um, I'm, I'm excited to, to get back out here and, and to play in front of our amazing fans. I mean, the, the fans helped us out so much tonight. The energy they brought, uh, how they cheered us on, how they rooted for us throughout the whole game. Um, how they've been with us all year, that was, a, that was a difference maker. So I'm excited about that, too.
4: Russell, obviously <clears throat> the next few weeks, uh, the coaching search is going to be a- at the
13: at the front of everyone's mind. But what kind of input have you given or will you give to Greg at George as they go through the search? And secondly, uh, two of the candidates out there, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, two guys I'm sure you're very familiar with. What do you think of those two coaches? Well, I think first of all, um, we have a great ownership group. Obviously we have some amazing wise people, uh, and Greg and Carrie and Mr. Walton himself, uh, Rob himself. And, uh, uh, obviously Condoleezza is a brilliant mind. Uh, Melody Lewis. Um, we got some amazing people, um, at the forefront of, of this change in this moment here. And it's going to, this moment is a critical moment for us all because it's going to, um, uplift and change. Hopefully, uh, all of Broncos country for a long time, you know, and, uh, that's what we want. We want a lot of winning. We want some Super Bowls and championships. And um, obviously, this decision affects so many, so many people. You know, so much, so many of us all, in, in a beautiful way. And um, you know, hopefully, that's the case. And I, I what I do know is they're going to do their due diligence on, on some amazing coaches. Um, you know, you mentioned Sean Payton. Uh, I've been around Sean. Uh, obviously, at the Pro Bowl, I've been around him across the league. I have played against him quite a bit. Uh, he's one of the world's best. Obviously, uh, a guy who's. Uh, you know um, coach the hall of fame quarterback and drew Brees, who was one of my closest friends and a guy i've gotten to know across the league and so many other great players he's competitive as can be he's a winner obviously won a super bowl and then at the highest level Uh, i was was able to be around him at the pro bowl and just the wizardry that you would have on the field was just magnificent i mean it was just spectacular just being around him and just alvin kamar myself michael thomas just these guys we were just talking about ball um, and just how he saw the game and so um, he's but he's competitive as can be, you know, and he knows how to push guys at the ultimate level um, Jim Harbaugh obviously I, I played I played against um, early in my career um, when I was in Seattle and uh, He was with the 49ers. So I don't know him personally as much as well But um, I know he obviously is a great coach. Has done a lot of winning too and um, there's a lot of great people and people talk about Dan Quinn People um, and I know him personally too. He's an amazing coach as well um, amazing person amazing soul um, great leader, but you know, I know Coach E in here, too. So there's, there's, there's some great candidates, and I think that um, the great thing is we have the right people leading us. Um, obviously, and Greg, I know he, um, he's helping lead the way, and um, George, too. I mean, he's, he's uh, one of the best GMs in the game. So um, grateful just to be here, grateful to be with these guys in this locker room, and grateful to see what happens. Final two,
12: Sean and Arnie. Russ, when you have a season like this, and you, you haven't had many in your career, you, you find out who your friends are. You said with adversity what? You took a lot of shots Physically and reputation wise This season what, How does that motivate you You get up, you said tomorrow, at 5.30 in the morning It starts, getting ready for 2023 How does all that scar tissue Literal and figurative Set you up How do you respond to those critics Who are going to say, show me Show me what you got
13: um, Well, first of all, I think it's a great question I think first of all um, you know, In terms of criticism uh, when you want to be at the highest level, you have to be willing to take it all. And you have to be willing to take the praise. You have to be able, willing to take the criticism, too. And, um, you know, if anybody's the biggest cr- uh, critic of, of myself is me, you know, um, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a very good year, but um, there's also been some good times, and knowing that, too, and knowing that truth, and knowing that when you're giving everything you have every day, um, that's all you can give. You can't give any more than 100, you know. Um, people always say 110, but I just I can give 100. You know, I can give, try to give 100 every day. And, um I think the other part to it, as you mentioned, you know, you figure out who your friends are, you figure out who, what, you know, you, um, there's some guys, man, have had my back in so many different ways. And we've just um, been able to sit down and have dinner or talk or whatever it may be. And maybe talk about um, family or life that's outside of football too, that we get to always connect on and um, that they've helped me out and vice versa. And, um, you know, I, I think that part of um, winning is that, uh, you get all the praise a lot of times and part of losing is they they shoot you down and um, you expect it, you know, I understand it. And I, I, you know, I, I also know that, um, for me, um, you know, I always want to put God first and just try to love the fullest, even when it's hard, uh, even when it's um, the tougher times to be able to do that and know that, you know what, I love these guys in this locker room, what they've done this year and how they've battled who they are as men. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a special group of guys that we're super close with and uh, guys like Justin Simmons that, that have been a big um, you know big shoulder to lean on you know Latavius Murray, big shoulder to lean on um, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and these guys KJ Hamler, um, Garrett Bowles, these guys I can count on Reisner, our little prayer group that we have every Wednesday and Friday um, you know it's, th- th- those have meant a lot to me um, and so, uh, PJ, just being able to talk to him and laugh a little bit every once in a while. Just there's some, there's some guys that are so connected, and so you know what's true, you know what's the truth, and then you, you you deal you know deal with outside noise, and you and uh, you just try to stay consistent with how, who you're going to be and how you are, and uh, don't waver. Um, and then you asked me something else there. I think at the end, part of the second question, would so you how say? Does that motivate you? Yeah, how's it Yeah, so It's the
12: morning. Whether it's your workouts, your body type. You ran the ball well these last two weeks. That us, it seemed like that was something that was working do you, do you kind of motivate
13: with, is that, is that yeah I think you're always motivated every day. I don't. I day don't, I don't, um, you're always uh, trying to evolve and trying to be the best version of you every day and that's all you can control is uh, trying to be the best you every day you wake up, every morning, uh, no matter what you do in life um, trying to po- find the best you mentally uh, health wise, uh, physically um, relationally um, husband wise uh, being a father I mean trying to be the best you every day and that's what I'm always trying to be focused on. But I think also too um you know my motivation is is winning. My motivation is helping this football team win. That's what I came here to do is to, to help the Denver Broncos win and we're gonna do that. We're gonna turn this thing around. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the work that we're gonna put in and um you know and so I think that's really key too and I think the final thing you know I think about that too as well is um, you have to be you have to understand that um, that everything you desire, everything you want, sometimes is not going to come right away. You know, it doesn't happen right away every time. I've been fortunate that a lot of things have happened uh, my first ten years. You know, pretty much right away. Um, but this has been uh, as hard as this season's been. It's been one of the most rewarding seasons. Um, one of the most rewarding seasons because of change, uh, being here with these guys, and. You know, I had an amazing first 10 years with some amazing people and uh, some amazing uh, just people that I'm still forever close to. And to be able to come to a new organization and to be around some of the most amazing men and, 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 and women, too, in that facility that you get to be around. I think about Wendy every day. You walk into the cafeteria and she lights, you know, she lights up every day, Brandy. And just these people that uh, may not be seen um, from the forefront, you know, write and, you know, and be written about every day. Um, but those are the people that you know, put a smile on your face and, and keep you going and keep you motivated in every way. So um, I don't need any extra motivation, but uh, they did light a fire a little bit, so I'm excited about that. Last one,
12: Arnie Uh Russ, you um, arguably played your best football these last couple of weeks, and um, we, we all saw in Jerry Rosberg uh, kind of an old-school coach, and I'm wondering what qualities he brought in these couple of weeks that you appreciated that you'd like to see Maybe in the next head coach, you listed a lot of great candidates. And then second part was, wh- what do you think the, the unity and whatnot that you guys showed with the um, Hamlin situation here and across the league, what do you, what do you take from that?
13: Well, I think, uh, first of all, the thing that um, Coach Rosberg really showed um, is his experience with winning, his experience of winning at the highest level, winning a Super Bowl. Like I said earlier, only so many people get to do that. And that, that goes a long way. I mean, to know what it looks like, sounds like, smells like, talks like, you know, what it, you know all that. And I think all of that has been um, really awesome to watch and, um, and, and experience, you know, and to, to listen to and to be able to evolve as a team. Um, I think the coaches, the assistant coaches did a great job of, you know, rallying together too and challenging us every day. Um, and, and I think that what we were able to do as players is to take on that charge, to take on that challenge, and try to be the best version of us for the last two weeks. You know, try to, you know, show out for the last two weeks. And we wish we had won that game in Kansas City. It was, you know, it was tough that we didn't win it. We felt like we were going to win it. Um, but to be able to come this, you know, come back this week and to play in front of our fans, uh, the world's best, and just be there in front of them and screaming loud as possible, uh, that was that was special tonight. And so we were, we were grateful for that, and that meant a lot. And it makes it all that much more worthwhile to be able to end with a bang. And... Um, I think that, you know, in terms of, you know, as you mentioned, the next head coach and, you know, what, what that could bring or whatever it may be. Um, I, I think, you number one, you want somebody that can that, that can lead a group of men to be the best version of themselves every day. At the same time, also teach us to be the best football players we can be, to challenge us to be the best, to show us what winning looks like, to understand what that means. Um, and then also, too, at the same time have a, have a blast while doing and and making all of us players rise to the, the level that we know how to rise to and uh, what we expect to. And um, as you mentioned, there's some great people that have done it at the highest level, and, um, <clears throat> you know, we're excited to see what that, where that takes us. Um, and then going back to your question, I, I think, you know, you mentioned something that I think is so, so important in life, and it's the last thing I'll say. Um, I think any time in life, and, and going also to um, what you mentioned um, about, you know, Damar Hamlin and everything, um, you know, every time we strap on the cleats and put on our pads and um, put on our helmets, you know, there's a few things we think about. Number one, sometimes it's faith. Sometimes it's our family, our kids, our mom, our dad, whoever it may be, somebody that's maybe gone. I, I always think about my wife, Sierra. I think about my mom, my kids. I think about my family. I think about my dad who's no longer here. I think about my teammates. Um, and, uh, You know, every time you put those on, you're you're fighting for something great for them every day. And um, I think watching DeMar get hit the other night um, and seeing him take that hit and seeing him drop to the ground and those first five minutes to nine minutes to ten minutes, the world stopped. Um, The world stopped in such a way that we wondered sometimes as players and and athletes, you know, is this worth fighting for sometimes, some guys I'm sure asked. And I think also, too, you know, you ask yourself, man, could, could that have been me yesterday? Could that have been me last week? Could that have been, Is that going to be me next week, you know, in your head as a player? And I think, though, what was really amazing was seeing everybody drop down to a knee and pray together and just to, just to have a little glimpse of hope that maybe within the next 30 seconds, the next minute, the next five minutes, next, next thing you know, it's an hour later. Maybe, just maybe, there's a glimpse of hope that maybe he he can overcome this. And, um, and I think that what we showed was is that when we come together and get to pray together and we get to be um, all, all different races, all different sizes, all different socioeconomic statuses, all different types of fans, from Bengals fans to Buffalo Bills fans to, to fans who were Denver Broncos fans and all other ty- types, or maybe people who aren't even football fans, to be able to come together and... and, and uh, and to work together for unity um, that means something and that's where that's where change happens you know we always say we want to see change and we always want to see um, you know our communities change and evolve but that was a glimpse of what we are able and capable of doing together if we'd all do it together and so that um, that right there was um, that right there was worth praying for that was worth fighting for and I know Demar is uh, super grateful, and I uh, know so, so many other people, but us as players too. Um, and just to be able to walk out into that field today, and us um, be able to come together at, you know, the, in, in, you know, in, near the numbers and hash marks, and uh, me and Darwin to be able to pray number threes uh, for for Demar, and um, <clears throat> just to be able to drop down and pray right in the center of it all. Um, that's what life's about, you know is to be able to come together and not apart, not apart, not away from each other, but together, together. And uh, that was a great uh, glimpse of that. And, um, you know, I think that in this game, you have to have adversity tolerance, knowing that there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be adversity in life, there's going to be things that we all deal with. Um, but I hope, hopefully that glimpse of what we experienced today on that field to be able to pray for DeMar together, um, Broncos and Chargers and fans, um, that adversity, when we're able to go through it together, it's that much easier and that much better. And it's, it's all worth fighting for. So I'm grateful, I'm grateful for all you guys in here, guys and, and girls, women, men, uh, that have helped uh, along the way this year and just have been a critical part. To, I know this tough season, but I can't wait for next year. I can't wait for where we're going, where we're headed. There's gonna be a lot of you know, changes, a lot of obstacles, a lot of good things too, and uh, looking forward to it all. And uh, just grateful for this, uh, this community taking me in as a kid that just wants to dream and wants to dream, wants to dream of keep winning and wants to dream of doing it at the highest level. And so um, I'm just grateful for this community and just everybody here and all the Broncos fans. Uh, what a blessing it is to play for you every day. And um, we're going to turn this thing around. We're going to turn this thing around and I'm excited about it. Um, and, and it starts with me and it starts with all of us together, doing it together, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to winning. I'm looking forward to winning a lot here and what we're capable of. And that's what we came here to do, and that's what we're gonna do. Appreciate you guys.
0: Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson, uh, a little bit emotional there at the end, talking about DeMar Hamlin. And of course, uh, him and Derwin James both were number three. They were able to share a nice moment before uh, today's game got started. We are back here uh, in studio, wrapping up Broncos postgame live. Phil Milani alongside Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. I know that uh, he talked for a while up there at the podium, guys, but uh, some takeaways from him uh, that you heard right there, Todd.
1: You know, Russ is forever optimistic. Um, and, you know, I think that he's going to do whatever he can in his power to make next year look nothing like, you know, this year did. And I, and I have faith that he will. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure whether that means playoffs or Super Bowl hopes for next year. But I do think it will look much better um, than it did, uh, you know, this year. Um, you know, I think a couple things he said was about creating identity. That's something that the team has struggled with the entire year. Um, you know, you didn't really know what they wanted to do on offense. Defense looks stellar at points, um, but the offense continued to struggle, whether it was running the ball at times or throwing the ball in the air. They really couldn't get, you know, their feet underneath them and create an identity. Along with that, he mentioned consistency. Um, I think when you do create your ident- identity, that allows you to be consistent. That allows you to continue to, you know, put plays in that you know are your bread and butter, that you're going to love to run, that are good for your quarterback, that are good for your running game. That's something that they have to establish, you know, throughout the offseason next year and really create a blueprint that helps them to be successful so I have faith in Russ I know that he's gonna you know do a lot to you know make next year his best year whether it's high knees on every private (laughs) plane he travels on Uh, he's gonna be ready to go and so I think it's gonna be a better year for the Broncos
2: well the first thing I thought about when uh, Russell came to the podium was I thought I was looking at Bruno Mars (laughs) treasure (laughs) you're my golden star that's the first thing I, that came to my mind. That was good, man. That yeah, no, was, I was so, nice. Say, yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how that was going to go over, but um, I'm glad you guys uh, kind of uh, give me some hand claps for that one. Uh, but, yeah, I was happy to see uh, Russell show somewhat of a little emotion about this season, uh, also talking about uh, Hamlin and his situation, how it affected him, but also making people realize that we're more than guys that have on shoulder pads and helmets. But I would like to see Russell come back next season and have a great season. It would be great for him. It would be great for the Denver Broncos. So, uh, I'm all for it. What does that look like? We don't know. He said he's going to make some changes in his, uh, the way that he assessed uh, himself and how he prepares. So, we don't know. But things should look a lot better next year than we've seen this past season. Well,
0: he said that year two begins at 530 tomorrow morning. So, are you guys ready You guys ready for that? We need a little bit more time. (laughs) We need a rest. (laughs) Yes, a little more time. Uh, uh, He said that this year was humbling, challenging. Uh, I think those are uh, two good words to describe it. He also said that... He's hungry to recapture some of that magic. And you saw a little bit of that uh, the last couple of weeks here where Russ was uh, able to do some Russ-type things. Uh, before we say goodbye, just want to talk about the quarterback or uh, the head coaching search here. Uh, he was asked directly about a couple of guys, uh, talked about his relationship with Sean Payton, called him the world's best, uh, spent some time with him at the Pro Bowl. He was asked about Jim Harbaugh, and then he brought up uh, Dan Quinn and then Jero uh, Everell.
1: You know, I played for Sean Payton uh, in New Orleans. And I think he's a phenomenal coach, a great head coach. But my man for the job would be Jim Harbaugh. Um, I think he's the best, you know, head coach out there. He's a proven track record. Um, he's known to have a stellar defense, a solid running game, and a game-managing quarterback, and also mobile quarterback. So, I think that would be the best fit for the Denver Broncos. It plays right into the things that they do well and the things that they want to do. Um, so, hopefully, they can get him. Um, I don't have any say in the matter, but that would be my pick.
2: I think you already just spoke up. For me right now. You said you don't have to say, but you just already say Jim Harbaugh is for Todd Davis, and that message was endorsed by Todd Davis. But no, like, you know, let's be serious here. When we think about the Denver Broncos and moving forward, Sean Payton sounds great. Russell spoke very highly of Sean Payton. So I know the organization would like to go in that direction, but it's all about having a coach that actually fits with Russell. And Jim Harbaugh, he did a great job with Michigan. He did a great job with the 49ers. But here we're back, we're back at the same issue. Who's going to be your OC? I, I don't know if I trust anyone that coming from Michigan on the collegiate level to come here and just try to rebuild and orchestrate this offense. To me, you have to go with an experienced head coach and a guy who's familiar with Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, uh, a name that I know that's been out there a lot is Daryl Bevel, uh, the quarterback's coach in Miami. Had a lot of success with Russ uh, in Seattle. So uh, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks here. Uh, my pick for the head coach is whoever they end up hiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with that. What a way, way
2: to dance around that. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. You didn't way. give your pick. Huh? Yeah, you didn't we, give yeah, your yeah, pick. Well, you pick. Oh, you didn't ask me that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh we out of time. No, <laughs> no if, if I had to guess and say, well, my guy, man, is going to be Dan Quinn. I just like what he's doing in Dallas. I like the fit. Just think about the familiarity with Russell already and Randy Gregory. How could you go wrong? This guy was in the running last season, so I think they should go back and revisit that once again.
0: Todd, thank you for that. Holding him accountable. Yeah, I got to put him on a spot. Uh, you you got to do. It. I thought I was gonna slide
2: it. that one right past <laughs> you
0: guys. Uh, it should be a busy couple of weeks, but uh, for now, the Broncos are able to celebrate a 31-28 victory over the LA Chargers. Finish the season 5 and 12. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Uh, Guys, I enjoyed this all all year long. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's been great, man. Thank Thank you for having me. Thank
0: you. Let's run it back. Yeah, let's run it back. Let's run it back. We're ready to go. It starts tomorrow at 5.30. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's going to do it for us. Uh, Thank you to everybody behind the scenes who makes this uh, show possible. Uh, Could not do it without them. So uh, it takes a family. It takes a village here. To make this show possible so thank you to everybody and thank you to you for uh tuning in after every broncos game this season for one last time for nick ferguson and todd davis i am phil Milani, this has been broncos postgame live